Welcome to Therapeutic Counseling. You are here with your host, Carolyn Smith-Mormon. I'm a licensed professional counselor in the Dallas, Texas area. So today, our program is all about a soft startup during conflict. So what is a soft startup? Well, it is a gentle or maybe firm observation of a problem that's going on and how you feel about it and what you'd like to see happen without criticizing. So, you know, in a marriage, there are things that drive most of us crazy. And most of the time, the things that drive us the most crazy are mundane things and trivial things like dishes piling up in the sink, socks dropped on the floor, bath towels placed on the bed. We may complain, criticize, and yell, but the end effect is that the dishes don't get done, the socks eventually migrate back onto the floor, and we end up feeling more distanced and angry towards our partner. If complaining doesn't work, neither does ignoring what drives us crazy. Over time, a couple can start to see their relationship from a negative perspective. This comes from Dr. John Gottman. He has studied um, couples in his love lab in Washington State for over 40 years. He says that we get so focused on the negative in our marriages and our partnerships that we become unable to recognize even a neutral or positive action from our partners, and this snowballs into unhappiness. As a couples therapist, the things that my couples complain about the most could often be helped if they would choose to simply use a soft startup. Research focusing on couples by Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Julie Gottman, and other researchers have found that they could predict the likelihood of a couple's divorce by simply observing the first three minutes of a conflict discussion. The couples who divorced started their discussions with a much greater negative emotion and displayed far fewer expressions of positivity towards their partner. Not only were those couples who divorced negative towards each other, but they also showed more criticism of each other. So I want you to understand how truly important it is to be, um, you know, kinder, more positive, gentler with each other in a, in a relationship. The research has also revealed that discussions will end on the same note that it begins. So in other words, if you start the discussion in an argument, there's a very good chance that discussion will end in two very angry people. 
Likewise, if you try to start the argument understanding, stating what you need, there's a good chance that you can be heard and you can solve your problem. If you start an argument harshly by attacking your partner, and especially if you allow the four horsemen to come in, remember those are criticism, defensiveness, stonewalling, and contempt. If you allow them to come into the discussion, you will end up with at least as much tension as you began with, if not more. So try softening the startup of your conversations. It's crucial to, to resolving relationship conflicts. And if you use a soft startup in your argument, your relationship is far more likely to be stable and happy. And using a st soft startup works with your children as well as for your partner. So John Gottman teaches us these skills uh, in order to work through conflict. So when you see a problem, complain, but don't blame. No matter how at fault you think your partner is, when you approach them with criticism, accusations, this is not productive. What isn't obvious, however, are the little things that you might say in arguments with your partner that make them feel criticized and attacked and blamed. Your body language, like eye rolling, is a perfect example of the unintentional destructive behavior you have on your relationship. Um, I can, I can give you an example of what I'm talking about. My husband is a photographer, and he has a lot of equipment. And um, he has a room where he does his photography work. And sometimes that camera equipment migrates its way out here to our big dining table. <clears throat> so uh, one day before we had uh, a dinner party, um, he had a bunch of his equipment out. Now, I could have handled the getting the equipment off the dinner table and into that room in one of two ways. I could have looked at his equipment and said, my goodness, Jack, you have a room for all this stuff. Why can't you keep it back there? You're constantly using every surface in the house to put all your camera equipment on. It's as if you have no consideration for how I feel about all this stuff being everywhere in the house. Now, if I do that, we're going to have trouble during that dinner party. So if I do what John Gottman teaches, complain but don't blame, then I might have a better chance of getting what I want done and for the both of us to stay calm. It might go something like, Jack, you know, we have the people coming over for dinner in about 30 minutes. I see some of the camera equipment on the table. Could you please move that camera equipment back there to your camera room? It's frustrating to um, see the camera equipment out. I know that you're trying to work on that, but if you could possibly take it back there to your room and help me uh, set the table for dinner, I'd really appreciate that. Thanks. See, I, I told him what I needed. I talked about my feelings even. I didn't criticize. I didn't blame. I tried to show appreciation. I'm not saying that's easy. It's a practice. It's especially a practice if you're not used to being considerate rather than critical. The second thing that John Gottman teaches us when we're working through conflict using a soft startup 
you statements that start with an I instead of you. When you start your sentence with an I, you're going to be less likely to be critical. And I mean stating what I see and what I need. Okay. Um, Number three, describe what's happening, but don't evaluate and don't judge. Instead of accusing or blaming your partner, simply describe what you see, how you feel about it, and what you would like to have done. Remember, I explained I saw the equipment on the table, I talked about how it made me feel, and I asked him to remove it. All of that can be done without criticizing, without blaming, and then that way Jack doesn't become defensive and we don't get into stonewalling before we have people over for dinner and contempt and... I think you see where this is going. Remember also uh, to be polite and appreciative to your partner. You know, just because you are in conflict with your partner, it doesn't mean that you have to lose respect and, and affection for them. If you add phrases like please and I appreciate it, that can be helpful in maintaining a connection when you're upset with your partner. Also, Gottman reminds us to keep up a five to one ratio of positive interactions to every negative interaction. You know, if you really kept that in mind, um, you might think twice about using some negative words to your partner because then you'd have to come up with five positives to replace that to make it even. So make it a good rule of thumb to express appreciation, keep a positive attitude, and, and be polite to your partner when you're even in conflict. And finally, don't bottle things up. We've all been there. We're exhausted. We're overwhelmed. We're feeling like we're drowning in a whirlpool of problems. And one issue just keeps leading to another. And we bottle up our feelings and our needs. And then suddenly we find ourselves bringing up a whole laundry list of problems that we never intended to bring up. So just remember... Talk about what you need to when you see it happening. Don't put it off. Don't say to yourself, oh, that's just going to start a problem if I ask him or her to do something. Go ahead and ask for what you need. Say it in a polite way. Make an observation. That's it. Don't be negative if you can help it. Okay. So that's what I wanted to tell you about a soft startup for today. I want to thank you. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your support. Um, I am a couples counselor uh, along with an individual counselor at LifeWorks in Carrollton, Texas. And I also have my own uh, independent private practice here in Dallas, Texas. And the song that you heard at the beginning of this episode was called You're the Reason the Kids, You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly. It's a great song by Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty. So even if he is or even if she is the reason your kids are ugly, be kind anyway. Use a soft startup. And until the next time, thank you for listening. Take them pearls out of your hair and, and go put on a little makeup and get out of that house called before supper. Huh. Well, let me tell you something, Conway. Considering everything that I went through today, 
Besides that, all of our kids took after your part of the family. Oh, anyway. they did, huh? 